There he is. All right. Welcome, everybody. We are back. This is our third season. I'm your host, Jay Hill, and my co-host, Shane Peek. Hello, everyone. And we want to say that uh, we're really appreciative of people kind of being patient with us. And, you know, we took the summer off and and uh, we had to do a lot of stuff and get some stuff taken care of and spend some time with family. And now, you know, we're back at it, usually in the cold months, but it is what it is. So tonight we have for our first episode of season three, we have Nate Elwell. Excuse me. Gosh, I don't need to be getting sick either. <laughs> so um, paranormal investigator. Um, I can give you a little bit of a, of a rundown with him. He, he uh, is the founder of a couple paranormal teams, um, one in Alabama, one in New Hampshire. So without further ado, let's get started and invite him on. Hey, everybody. Hey, buddy. hey how, <laughs> goes <all> right. <laughs> how goes it? It's good. It's going, it's good. going good. So can you guys hear me all right? This is my yeah, first time yeah. actually using yeah. my laptop for this. I usually use my phone, but I'm hoping I get better connection with the laptop. Yeah, it's no, great. That's, that's cool. Yeah. No, you're you're good. Yeah, good. Yeah, you're good. Real good. I'm just using laptop too. So yeah. He always, yeah. He always uses laptop. So. I got it for Christmas. <laughs> I got it for Christmas. I had a um Inspirion for a while and then the battery kept dying on me and I got yep. tired of replacing it. So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Right on, right on. So how you doing, Nate? Not bad. I uh, just got over being sick. I just heard you mention you're hoping you don't get sick. So I just got over yeah. being sick. <laughs> yeah. And I got yeah. the, I got the Rona right now. <clears throat> so I'll be a little, yeah. little bit, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. And I know how that feels. Unfortunately, I've actually had that three times so far. Oh, this is my, Holy crap, this is my third time. Ah, so. It's rough. Yep. The yeah. first, the first two times wasn't that bad, but that last time I got it, I was in bed for like three days and I've, I'd never right. get laid huh. up like that. So for yeah. me, it's getting better each time. The first couple of <laughs> times I had it was pretty bad, but now it's just like a cold. Kind so of mine's like exact opposite because the first time I couldn't taste anything. I couldn't smell anything. And that's all I had. She couldn't wow. taste anything for like two months. Yeah. Second time, I just couldn't smell anything. And then the third time, like it laid me out. Oof. Wow. That sucks, yeah. man. Yeah. So um, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so the uh, people who are watching don't know. What you what you do and um, some of your experiences as of late? Yeah, so my name is Nate Elwell, as I already told you, or Nathan Elwell, whichever you prefer. Um, I'm the founder of the Southeastern Ghost Research Association out of Alabama, where I lived for 21 years, and uh, we recently moved to New Hampshire about eight or nine years ago, and I founded the Newport Paranormal Society. Um, I do a lot of TikTok stuff. I do a lot of uh, paranormal debunking videos on TikTok where I go through and I find videos on the platform and then I break them down to more logical solutions compared to what they're actually trying to portray it as. And then I also do a YouTube channel where I download paranormal applications to my smartphone and I test applications to see which ones actually work and which ones don't. (laughs) Not many of them do. (laughs) I found a few, but most of them, most of them don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you want if you want information on on certain apps and certain things of equipment, Shane is the man to talk to because, yep. um, Sh- Shane, um, give him a little bit of a rundown of of what you do. Yeah, so I'm a paranormal investigator, freelance style, but I do things way different than every paranormal investigator really does them. 
I do them more like uh, you would see at a research lab or a university. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I build my own equipment and I write my own software. And so I built this thing. We kind of call it the device that records 20 some different uh, environmental parameters every second and stores them in a file that then you can do statistical math on to look for anomalies. So I have a very deep understanding of programming phone stuff. You know, I've written some of my own phone apps, not for paranormal, Mm. but for other things. So when I see phone apps, most of them, I'm like, (laughs) that's a joke. And and I will agree with you. A lot of the ones that I've tested are absolute garbage. Um, I have found a few that did surprise me, like the iOvilus app, which is put out by Digital Dowsing, who's a company that's been around for years. Yep. Um, that one actually kind of surprised me. I'm still leery on it. Um, yep. But I did. I will say when I was down in my basement testing it, uh, word came through that said picture and it said remove. So I took a picture where I removed this old uh, little cast iron baseball figurine that I found in my basement while I was metal detecting. And... Hmm. Right after that, and yeah, you can watch it live in the video. I caught a picture of a mist in that exact area. Wow, that's hmm. pretty cool. Hmm. So that one right there, like I'm iffy on it still. And there's another one called the Ghost Hunting Tools application. That one I actually really like because I took it out to Medfield State Hospital in Medfield, Massachusetts. And we okay. got multiple names that I was actually able to trace back historically to the location of either someone who worked there or someone who died in the facility. Interesting. Oh. Wow. But those are pretty much my go-to, like those yeah. two. The rest mm-hmm. of them, yeah. yeah. Now, some of the apps that I use, I use the <clears throat> infrasound recorder, which records sounds below human hearing. I use the voice recorder app as a voice recorder. Uh, I use the flashlight app <laughs> because it's cheesy. Hey, it works. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> what's the other stuff? I, I use the temperature and barometric pressure app if your phone supports those sensors. I have used... A couple of the EMF recorder apps, um, but I I have a way to actually test when they work or not because I have lab equipment to test them with. So I can put my phone near the piece of lab equipment and be like, "All right, it should be getting this reading. If it gets this number, it works. If it don't get that number, it's bumpers." <laughs> yeah, and I like that. I, I like it when you can actually take something and put it into a more scientifically controlled environment because now you're you're attempting to remove variables that can cause interference. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I Correct. absolutely respect that, and I like that. I like the way you do that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Yeah. So that's why we're kind of like the yin and yang when it comes to <clears throat> paranormal stuff. Uh, me being a medium myself, and then he's kind of the scientist, and you know, um, we kind of beat off each other in different information. Um, with you, I think going through to different locations, like I haven't been to many locations as of late, but there's been some that, that I have to kind of scratch my head about. But um, I want to ask you, do you, since COVID started, do you think that some of the issues have, have ramped up or some of the issues haven't ramped up or... So that, that is a very interesting question. And, and in a way, you can look at it um, in two different dynamics, okay? Number one, you can look at it as, has anything ramped up? Or are we just home more so we experience more? Right, right. That's a valid so, point. I saw that in an article right. recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that that would be my guess. It's not necessarily things are ramping up. It's just people are home more. So now they're going right. to notice things that they weren't noticing before. Right. So I, I don't think the pandemic has made anything as far as activity ramp up 
I just think people are home more. Right. Because, well, right. they, they have more reason yeah. to question what's going on. Yeah, and I they're agree. watching I, yeah, more ghost agree. shows. Yeah, because they got nothing else to do, so they're sitting there watching yeah. these paranormal, right, right. never-ending yeah. paranormal shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would agree with you. Podcast, buddy. Oh, I apologize. It can wait. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> That's, That's all good. good. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you, Nate. I think it's, it, it doesn't, no rhyme or reason. It just, you know, people are home more. Um, you know, having said that. Let's get into um, some of the methods that you're using right now at a location, and let's see. Let's uh, tell us how you've gotten some some information or stuff that you. So what, one of my favorite things, I, I'm an audio guy. Like I love going over audio. I will sit there and go over audio for days. Right. Um, you don't. So need I'll, to- I'll send you about a terabyte of it. And you can sit <laughs> there and listen. I'm good with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I will yeah. Gladly help. Hang on one second. Someone open the door. Ah. wouldn't bother me if they would shut it (laughs) but so uh, i'm recently starting to acquire more of this i guess you could say pop culture friendly uh equipment i recently got an sbs7 i had never had one before and i'm not i'm still not a firm believer in it i'm I'm still Mm -hmm. not sure if i buy it i feel like there is too many variables for interference whether or not you're sweeping through so are a lot of the answers coincidental or are they actually spirits? I think mm-hmm. that a lot of it can be broken down to mere coincidence. I so agree. I, I kind of want to take it and I want to do a more in-depth skeptical side, I guess you could say, yeah. uh, investigation into this piece of equipment because right. people have become so dependent on it because that's what you see on paranormal shows. And from someone who's been interviewed for four different paranormal shows, I can promise you how they happen on TV is not how they happen in person. What, right. you're, saying, <laughs> what you're seeing is not how it goes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. They film for 20 hours to get a half hour program. There's so much that's cut. Yeah. Right. Right. You don't know exactly how they're ordering. And you don't know how they're ordering during editing either. Sure. So you may be seeing something that looks like an experience, but they might be asking a question. And then the response that they're splicing in during editing could have happened five hours later. Correct. Mm -hmm. You really don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Um, CGI being what it is, (laughs) you know. Right. Right. You know, and so I, I used to have an SV7. Um, I wasn't really a fan of it. Um, so um, I had actually purchased another one from uh, another company in Scotland, and it was a, kind of a refurbished, like a classic radio. It's pretty small. Um, I have used it um, a couple times, and the one time I did use it, something came out of it that you would never say on the radio. Okay. And that well, does I've happen. had that multiple times. You know what I mean? And I just, and, and being where we were at, um, there, there shouldn't have been any type of interference with that, you know? And it was just a couple words and I, it related to actually to me and I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, so. I, f- I feel like you can I, definitely argue. Yeah. You can definitely argue the skeptics' outlook if it's a more mm-hmm. personal response that you're getting. If it's something right. that straight means right. something to you, right? Then definitely, right. I would question that. Right, right. You know, right. and and I haven't I haven't used it much more after that. I plan on it, but um, yeah, it was just one of those. It was actually the first time I turned it on, and so yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But I was actually showing a, a friend of mine this whole thing and he was just he, he was a skeptic you know and he's kind of like i don't know how this works and i'm not sure about this and 
but that's kind of why I did it because the fact that I kind of wanted his opinion. Right. You know, just like if I was to take it to Shane and say, what do you think? And I yep. pretty much know what he would say. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, yes. you know, but that's the way, that's the way it has to be. It's kind of like a, a double, you know, two, two sides. There's two sides to every story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's the way I look at it. You know, it can't be, you can't get into one group and all of a sudden everybody agrees and you're like, oh, yay. You know, it, it doesn't, that's, that's non-productive. You know what I mean? It you've got to have that opposition because there's got to be questions you asked. You have to have a balanced group. You have to have that balance. And yes. if you don't have that balance, then everything is just my way or no way. You know, well, and along with that balance, you have to have people who are open minded to criticism as right. well. You see right. that a lot, uh, way too much in the paranormal field. Someone will post mm -hmm. something on Facebook. Hey, what's your opinion? You give them your opinion and they get offended over your opinion. Oh, yeah, they right. Get mad. right. Right. Don't like right. If, if you're if yeah, if you're going to if you're going to post something that that you think that that you believe in, always be prepared to have that opposition to come against you saying, you know what, I just I mean, not that somebody needs to be an ass. No, you know what I mean, yeah, but no, I no. mean, there's too, there's actually too much of that going around right Great now, much. and yeah, it's it's getting out of hand. But you, you, know, you can you can you can disagree with someone and put it tactfully. Correct. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. It's all about how you word it. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Totally. So, um, let's get into a little bit from the beginning here. Kind of, kind of go back a little bit. Let's say, um, what was your first experience in the paranormal? So I've been all over the place. Okay. okay. Uh, I was born in New Hampshire. We moved from New Hampshire to Las Vegas. Uh, we moved from Las Vegas to Oklahoma, from Oklahoma to Texas, from Texas to Alabama, and then back to New Hampshire. <laughs> so we drove through every single state. We didn't fly or anything. We drove. So I've literally been to every state in the United States besides Alaska and Hawaii. So every state in the continental United States I've been to. And uh, my first experience that I can recall with the paranormal was actually in Las Vegas where um, we had acquired a Ouija board. And I don't remember how we acquired it. And I'm not saying in any way, shape or form, these things are inherently evil because I don't believe they are. I believe it's the intent that you have while using it mm -hmm. that can draw I would things. agree with that. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe there's any harm in having one. I don't believe there's any harm in using one. Just make sure your intentions are correct when doing so. Mm -hmm. And so we, for some reason, had this Ouija board. I don't remember how we acquired it. I was quite young and we were outside using it and we actually had smoke come out from underneath the board. Oh, never, wow. seen, never seen that happen before. And you know what? I haven't. Huh? I haven't. I can tell you this. <laughs> I, I can look at you and I, I can tell you anyone out there watching this or not could be like, yeah, this guy's crazy. If you weren't there and you didn't experience it, you wouldn't understand it. Right. I still don't understand it. But I can yeah. tell you that my father... He broke the board in half, and the next oh. morning it was back together on the on the counter. Oh, that's not good. Never <laughs> seen that happen before. I thought he was playing a prank on us. I thought he broke it and went and got another one to try and teach us a lesson because he didn't like it. Right. right. Well, it was it was the same one. He tried to burn it. It wouldn't burn. Don't know why. Wow. Really. And so oh what God, we that ended was up, crazy. What we ended up doing was giving it to someone. Now, I, I hate to do that, but. <laughs> That's what we ended up doing, and it and never came back. That was my first experience that I can remember with anything paranormal related. Okay, sure. Well, what got me into investigating the paranormal was an occurrence that I had in Alabama. So we used to have a pit bull named Stormy. She would sleep in my room every night with me. Well, she, she got to the point where old age just kind of took over, and she could no longer control her bodily functions, and she had an accident on my bed. I kicked her out of the room that night, and I'm OCD about doors, like, I just got up to shut that door a few minutes ago. 
I don't like doors open. I shut every single door in the house. It, it drives my girlfriend crazy. <laughs> don't like open doors. So I go to bed and I feel this tugging on my blanket. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of weird. I ignored it, went to sleep. Next night, Stormy comes to come in the room. I kicked her out because she had an accident the night before. Well, she ended up passing away that night. Oh. And uh, the following night was where stuff kind of got weird. Because I laid down in bed. It was about, I don't know, midnight-ish. And I felt that tugging that I felt a few nights ago on my blanket. I'm sitting there thinking, well, what the world Stormy chewing on down there? Not realizing, hey, she's no longer here. So I kicked my foot back. I hit something solid. My foot hit something. Mind you, I didn't have a headboard. I didn't have a footboard. There's nothing there for me to kick. And I heard something say my name. Oh. I roll over, turn the light on. My closet door is wide open. When I know for <laughs> a fact it was shut. And wow. every day for the next probably five months, there would be a tapping on my window. Three taps and sets of threes on my bedroom window for about five months, every day between the hours of 2.30 and 3.30. My cousin didn't believe me, so I invited him down to stay the night, and he experienced this four times himself. And he, he thought I was going nuts. He thought I was playing a prank on him. He got up, he opened up the blinds. He's like, there's no one out here. I said, I know, that's what I've been telling you. <laughs> Interesting. And as quickly as it started, it stopped. Hmm. Wow. It just cut off. And then fast forward, probably four years later, I got married. Me and my ex-wife were laying in the bed. I got home from work. I used to work night shift. I got home from work at about 1.30, maybe 2 o'clock. Laid down. I drifted off to sleep. I woke up and had a bout of sleep paralysis. I couldn't move. Am I, am I saying that this wasn't in a hallucinatory dream? No, because I could have very well be picturing something in my head. Because mm -hmm. you know what? Sleep paralysis, it does strange things. So I finally shook it off. And when I sat up, there was what appeared to be a figure standing at the foot of the bed that drifted backwards into the hallway. The wow. only thing that makes me question whether or not this was a real experience and not a dream was the light bulb in the hallway when it dissipated got extremely bright and exploded. Oh. And I had to go physically vacuum up the glass. So I know that happened. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. And that's so, kind of what got me so, into it yeah. actually investigating. Right. So do you think that um, some of the stuff that you've experienced, do you think that it's something that, that has happened since? Wait, let's go back. Okay, hang on. So let's say we go back to when you were a kid. Did you have mm -hmm. something besides the Ouija board, besides that incident happen at all? Not that I can recall. Uh, my mother did tell me that at one point we lived in a hotel or not a hotel, but an apartment building up here that was haunted. Uh, he, she said my brother used to get up in the middle of the night and roll marbles down the stairs with the old lady who used to live there. Yeah, because that's why I was asking, because of fact, I kind of got the sense that something maybe have happened in your family or with you when you were younger that kind of maybe opened you up a little bit to that. You know what I mean? And maybe unbeknownst yeah. to yourself. And that's very possible. I can tell you that. Uh, the, so the apartment that my mother used to used to tell us about, you know, or used to tell me about my brother getting up and rolling the marbles down the stairs. I know that they tore that apartment down uh, five or six years ago. They finally tore down those apartment buildings and they found roughly like 800 marbles under the staircase. Wow. wow. That's cool. <laughs> so that's awesome. I have no doubt the experience happened. I, I was just an infant, so I don't remember it. Yeah, right. Right. Sure.
Wow. And, I, and I mean, it could have been something like that that opened me up to it. Um, I, that's I'm kind of gathering that that's kind of what it is. But um, when I when I kind of look at you, most of my guests, I kind of I look into them, you know, because of who I am. Um, so like I don't that. get I don't get personal or nothing like that. But I just kind of get little bits of information. But with you, I just think that you're really open to a lot of different things. But because of the fact that you have that opposition of trying to find the truth instead of just taking everything that you get you know what i mean and that yep. and and opening yourself up to that and saying okay i'm looking for the truth not just what everybody thinks it is you right. know what i mean so it's, sure. it's kind of just one of those things and that's kind of the, your makeup and when i asked you to to be on the show every time that i've been in other rooms and i and you've always said hi to me and you've always you know like when you talk to adam or whoever you know Adam Began. Adam's he's a good guy. He, he's a cool he's, dude. Yeah, he's he's been a, a, a very good friend of ours, and we love him to death. And oh, yep. Adam's great. You know, yeah, so when I had seen he was on your show and this and that, and I'm like, and there was something about you. I'm like, you know, I need to ask Nathaniel that if I can have him come on the show. And Oh, and, I greatly appreciate you. Know, yeah, and for you, I just think that this, this is just one of the – one of the things that, you know, I would like to work with you, um, get together sometime. Um, where do you live now? Oh, I live in New Hampshire. Okay. All right. So one of these days when <clears throat> I get to go see Adam, which I, I'm planning on doing sometime. I don't know when. but Yeah, he's, a, he's up in Maine. So he's like a maybe six-hour drive from me. Mm -hmm. oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, but talking, you know, to you and kind of, and realizing, you know, You've got a good, a good aura, a good vibe. You know what I mean. So that's part of the reason why I I wanted to talk to you on the show, and I wanted to to make something meaningful for the first episode on season three, and because the fact I, that you, you know your opinion on finding in the truth instead of you know kind of debunking and <clears throat> you know just do some of this stuff that you know the truth based stuff. You know, yeah. it's not all about show. You know, I, I, yeah. I just, go ahead. You know, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I just, I just kind of feel like, you know, the, the, the paranormal is an oversaturated market. Oh, you yeah. Know? You got, you got people agree. out there who just try to sell everything. I mean, you got these people out there that do spirit box sessions with someone who died 24 hours ago trying to. And it, yeah, that's, and it, and it that's doesn't, doesn't work nice. that way. <laughs> and I, 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 I hate that. I'm, I'm not going to mention the group by name. I know exactly who does it. And, right, and right. I, I think it's distasteful. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. No there's room a, for everybody. But anybody doesn't know about that. There's when somebody passes away, there's a transition, transitional uh, time frame. It varies between different people, but for the most part, it's a little bit distance. And you, you've got to, you know, not necessarily that you're going to not get anything, but there's there's that transition. People don't understand that that transition is is key. Well, and even if they passes. are on the other side, it's just rude. It's, right. it's, it's, it's kind of like they go through the door just, and they've got all this stuff and then all of a sudden somebody's knocking on the door going, hey, can we talk to you? <laughs> you know, it's like, dude. That's just rude. Yeah, you're right. I kind of feel like if there was ever a celebrity that would have came through as far as in a way of a spiritual form of communication already, it would have been Harry Houdini. Um, a lot oh, of people, yeah. Harry Houdini, right. you know, he was an avid debunker. He would go and he would he tried his best to disprove the spiritualist movement back when that was going on. And he even gave his wife a special keyword. 
Yep. But I he saw said it. that when I die, try to contact me and I will come through with the keyword. And from my understanding, descendants of Harry Houdini still hold a seance on his death. And they never thing. were. And they never yeah, were. No, they don't. And, and, and his big thing for Harry Houdini, I think, was because of the fact that he was one of the best mu- uh, magicians ever. And I think that personally, the <coughs> thing that he did not like was the spiritualist movement. You know, no, he, he, hated thought, it. he thought it, they were all charlatans and they were, you know, trying to take advantage of people. So if you actually think about it, for him to actually say that, saying, you know, I'll, I'll give you a keyword or whatever, he's probably like, I ain't going to say anything. <laughs> you know, he's probably like, I can't stand this stuff. So why would I even, even give him any? He's probably going to be like, right? yeah. I'm not going to give you any fuel for your fire. Heck no. You know, but he yeah. made that statement for a reason. Right, you know, and that I think his reason was I'm going to prove to you that this is BS. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, him <laughs> and know? Sir Arthur Conan Doyle used to fight yep. about this all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's interesting just... when you look back through the history and you see all these prominent figures who were into this movement and/or against the movement, and it's right. like people you wouldn't even right. you wouldn't think it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I, I, you know, I, I researched some of the spiritualist movement, and it's. It's really interesting. You know, it's pretty cool. I mean, it is an interesting concept. Right. With everything, there are charlatans everywhere for all, for not just paranormal. I mean, for car salesmen, you know, for um, selling something online, you know, I mean, or, you know, doing a service. I mean, there's people that are fakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snake oil. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's the best way to say it. Snake oil. And I agree with you 100%. I mean, even in the paranormal, you see that. You know, you have teams that go out and they right. charge families to come in and help them. I've, I've never charged a dime in my 16 years of no. investigating the paranormal. No, I, I never have. No. I don't do it because I feel like if, if I charge someone and they pay me, they're paying me to do a job. So if I don't bring results and I failed at my job, if mm-hmm. they're not, char- if I'm not charging them anything, then I can bring them legitimately what I find, whether or not it's right. nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and speaking of snake oil, I've even found even products out there. You know, recently I had a friend bring me one of their uh, REM pods, a knockoff REM pod. You know, and they're like, hey, man, I got this thing for like a quarter of the price of the normal REM pod. Does it work? Da, da, da. And so and we messed around with it for a while and it lit up. It did its thing. We're like, this is kind of cool, but okay. So finally, I just got my Leatherman out and I started taking it apart. Of course, this guy was kind of freaking out a little bit. <laughs> I took it all apart. And I started looking up the chip numbers that were on the circuit board. Well, after a very quick uh, Google search, I found out that basically all it did was randomly flash the lights and make sounds. And that that, that chip was actually a random number generator that just basically yeah. random intervals of time, it would flash the lights and make the sound. And right. it had nothing to do with whether there's anything in the air. There was no sensors. There was no right. nothing. That's crazy. And right. I was like, and, "Well, yeah. you got gypped on this one, buddy." Yeah. And if I'm not right. mistaken, and if I'm not mistaken, I do know that, uh, like, when when you see these huge paranormal teams on TV using REM pods, you know, a lot of them carry around radios. Radios have a habit of setting those right. off. Absolutely. Right. So do right. cell phones. Yep. Cell phone. Phone. Right. Yep. Yeah, I have a I have a, a real REM pod. That I purchased. Yeah, I and the real ones for. actually do have a sensor in them that sense static, mag, you know, static fields. Right. Right. So, right. so, so basically, basically, from my understanding, I've never actually physically taken one apart like you have, which I think is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, from my understanding, it's basically like a Junior Thermane kit, just kind of fancy packaged, right? Absolutely. 
it's 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 yeah. an ion detector in if you want to really get scientific about it literally it looks for particles that either have not enough or too many <clears throat> electrons and if they're in the air right. static think of them like rubbing your shirt and then touching the doorknob you get the shot that's another good example of talking about the charlatan type thing right there you know people out there charging what two hundred dollars two hundred fifty dollars for these rem pods when you can buy yeah. a Google thermate kit for 20 bucks on amazon correct i mean right. they have a few right. other little parts in them oops to, to make like, them you could probably get light those up parts. and do some things but really you know they're just static field sensors and yeah that you know if you right. get close to them they actually work now right. if you have right. a fake one it'll just go Whenever it feels like it, it's just random. Right. That, that's I mean, actually I, cool. I didn't even know so that they I had I even put it back together for him. I just handed him the pile. Oh, of nice. I'm like, that, 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 dude, this ain't worth nothing. I'm sorry. I like it's it. probably rude. Yeah. Is, it, is it rude or is it, you know, yeah, I'm not, you don't have the time to put it back together if it's not real, right? Yeah, pretty much. Plus, I don't want him to it's use it for garbage. anything. It's garbage. Then it belongs in the garbage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But so... Let me ask you, Nate, uh, talk about um, one of your coolest moments in investigating a haunted location, but with a funny twist. So I think one of my favorite moments that I ever had was from a very uh, small location. Not many people know about it. It's in a small town called Elba in Coffee County, Alabama. Okay. So Elba is home to the old Coffee County Jail, which had a bullpen style set up upstairs. So it basically was like an open cell block with uh, just beds. Downstairs, they have the original five cells and one solitary cell. So funny thing about this is we go in and we're the first team ever to be allowed in there. Now, I did not know until we went in that we were actually investigating the jail on the 40th anniversary of the sheriff's death. Now, Sheriff Grantham was actually shot to death on the front steps of the jail by an inmate he released the day before. So we were investigating the 40th anniversary of his death. We go and we're not having much going on. Like we hear a few footsteps, you know, going up the metal staircase. That's about what we got going on. I'm like, you know what? I want to go into the solitary and do some audio work. We can't get the door open. Like the, the, the hinges are rusted shut. Huh. So we went and got some WD-40, a pry bar, and took four of us and like three cans of WD-40 to get the hinges. <laughs> we can open it. We get it open. I go in there. I sit down. I'm doing audio work. I'm not in there 10 minutes. And I, I swear to God, the door that just took four of us to open slammed shut. And oh, I was stuck in there for an hour. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, that was that, not that, a fun experience. That, that, yeah, That'll next time I want to put something in that door. Right? <laughs> so, when shut, I really wish I would have got it on camera because I had a camera set up on the door, but battery drain, which is common. All right. Yeah. I do I do still have the piece of audio where I'm sitting in the cell and it shuts, and I'm like, oh <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Not what I was expecting to happen. Hey, um yep. well, side <laughs> is I didn't die. I'm still here. Right, so right. Speaking of fun stuff, you just mentioned a cool experiment that I often do at investigations. So the battery drain theory. Um, most of the time, people probably won't like that I'll say this, but I'm going to say 90% of the time, they either didn't change the batteries, they said they did, or they bought cheap dollar store batteries. Because here's what happens. I take brand new pack of batteries with me. When I get to the investigation, I measure their voltage with a voltmeter, and I write them down 
and I set the cells on the sheets of paper where I wrote it down. That's smart. Th- then at the end of the investigation, because I'll take them around with me at the end of the investigation, I'll measure them all again. Every one of them has been exactly the same. <laughs> Interesting. From every investigation. And I probably, I don't even know how many dozens of investigations I've done. I've been and, on and- investigations that have been batteries dry, to run dry, but they were brand new. So, so with that theory, with that yep. theory there, would I say it's battery drain or could I just say it was a glitch in the camera and the camera shut down? That and I think that. I think that could be too. Yeah, it could be a couple different things. You know what I mean? But yeah, but that that's definitely an interesting experiment. And it's free. I mean, cheap. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. you do. I need to, you know, a I might steal, right. steal that technique from you just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I mean, it's something you can do. And plus, <laughs> if your equipment does die for some reason, you have brand new batteries sitting there. True. Because I've never found it. One single investigation have I ever found more than a few hundredths of a volt change. And that's yeah, just that, that's not the meter. And that's not going to affect anything, really. No. No. So no. it's like, all right, well, I mean, whatever, guys. Maybe buy better batteries or actually change them <laughs> when you said you did. Right. And that's one, that's one thing I will say. I don't use rechargeable batteries, obviously, except for cameras. Um, yes, agreed. Camera batteries get expensive. But like those rechargeable AAAs and AA's, I won't uh-huh. buy them. They don't. They're too low a voltage for most equipment, and it acts weird anyway. So it does. They, they stay, stay away from it. I don't. I don't. I don't trust them. I agree with you. So, um, at the time of the point and show, um, we have a few viewers. So, if anybody has any questions for any of us, um, feel free to comment, and let's see if we can't get a few answered. Um, Shane's going to be out of here in about ten minutes. Uh, uh, got- I can stay till eight. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, because uh, they moved my meeting back to eight thirty. So. Oh, oh, nice, nice. See so, how that works. Okay. So we even have an extra few minutes if we need it. All right. Awesome. So yeah. So um, while we wait for somebody to uh, get some questions going here, let's see. Uh, oh, so that, that was the private message you sent me. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Shane, have you ever been to a location that? you know, was supposedly really popular for paranormal activity and just been sheerly disappointed? Oh, yes. <laughs> Most you got a list? <laughs> I know I mean, that, that's happened to me a few times. See, the thing with me is I don't go for the experiences so much because, you know, I'm psychically is about like a rock. You know, right. I don't pick up on things. People say, oh, yeah, I feel that. No, I don't know. Whatever. Um, right, right. You know, I hold the measurement device out. I don't know. It seems the same to me. <laughs> so anyways. Um, but, yeah, because I do everything with math and statistics and computers and things like that, the data I collect is all pretty much objective. People don't get a chance to do anything to the results. It's not how I feel or what's happening. It's. What were the measurements? Right, you know? and that's not a bad that's not a bad way to be. Yeah. Um, was it um uh, the uh, Degrassi Tyson? Didn't yep. he um didn't he bring up something about um the the ghost frequency? Yes, where he yeah. thought there was a certain you know certain decibel that could cause you know visual hallucinations. And Absolutely, that's there is, and that's that's fact that you can actually go to a medical journal and just look it up. It's right, like seven, right, right. basically frequencies that are multiples of the brain's alpha beta gamma uh frequent theta frequencies those ones if you produce sound or emf 
at those frequencies and put it close to a person's head. They will have feelings <laughs> of presence. They will feelings of cold or warm. They'll have pretty much all the things that you get with the typical ghost stories. See, that, that, that was an experiment I was looking at running here within the next few weeks is I kind of want to take that. I want to take that frequency put it into some headphones and then sit downstairs. It's blindfolded. very easy to do. You can just yeah. look it up and well, got, I've got it's like seven hertz, 14 hertz. Yeah, I've got the frequency saved on my computer. I just hadn't had a yeah. chance to do it yet. Yeah, okay. that'll work. I was just more curious of your opinion on it. So, yeah. Oh, it's totally scientifically proven. You can get research papers on it. Matter of fact, yeah. uh, there's going to be some of that in a book I'm working on with some other people. We're nice. going to talk all about that. So, yeah. So we want, we got uh, Virgil asking, what is Nate's favorite location he's ever been to? My favorite location I've ever been to, um, investigation wise, was Sloss Furnaces in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. I love that place. Amazing location, amazing history. Um, non investigation wise, I really enjoyed going to the Omni Mount Washington Hotel. Okay. That place okay. is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I, I, I imagine it's cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, Investigation-wise, it, it would most likely be Sloss Furnaces in Birmingham or the Castillo de Santa Marcos in St. Augustine. Okay. Have you is ever been cool? to, the, to the Stanley Hotel? I have not. I have twice. And I tell you what, that place is amazing. I have not had the, I have not had the pleasure to go there yet. Um, I've I've not yet had a chance to go to a lot of the places in the uh, central United States. Um, I've not been to Waverly Hills or Bobby Mackey's or anywhere like that, unfortunately. Um, I was supposed to go over to um, Rolling Hills Asylum last year and ended up having to cancel. Okay. Um, I got invited to go over to another place uh, last weekend, but I wasn't able to do that either, unfortunately. That's no. It, sometimes life comes up. I've got kids. I got work. So, I mean, yeah, I know. Takes precedence. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. Right. You can't investigate without money. Yeah. I figured that out too. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Shane, do you want to talk about your book or no? Um, I can't say too much about it because it hasn't been published yet, but okay. yeah, we're doing okay. some, some pretty good stuff. Um, I will, I will tell the audience that the book, will not be for the average investigator. Um, I wouldn't say it reads like a science paper, but, but it does. it's, <laughs> well, it, think of it as a slightly dumbed down science paper. So it's got a lot of references. It's got right, a lot right. of ma a little bit of math. It's got some stuff in it. I mean, it's not, it's for the person that's been doing this for years and years and years. And a wants seasoned, to try a, the a next seasoned level. investigator, basically seasoned investigator that maybe has a small amount of, you know, college education kind of stuff. I mean, has seen papers before, has read some science papers before. I mean, it'll be a big book. It's going to be several hundred pages, you know, right. but right. the content will not be the typical ghost hunter, how to be a ghost hunter book. It's going to be right. now that you're a ghost hunter and you've burned out everything you've tried to do for years and years and years. Here's some other cool new experience experiments you can do and some you know different takes from Ph.D. level people, because everybody else on our team's Ph.D. that are writing this book. You know, we got actual, you know, psychologists. We got some biochemists, you know, so this is not a typical book. <laughs> See, that sounds like something that would be right up my alley. I, well, I as soon as it comes out. I'll get you guys links to it and you can go oh, yeah. get it from oh, Amazon yeah. or whatever. Awesome. So, It'll be a reasonable somebody, price. Um, when's Nate's book coming out? 
I am excited to read it. By the way, this is his daughter. I'm I'm well aware that you're. I'm well aware of who that was. By the way, <laughs> but uh, so my book most likely I'm aiming for mid year publication of this coming year. Um, so that's I about wrote, when ours will be. So I wrote a book on my experiences and my thought process, uh, like the behind the scenes of my paranormal stuff that I do on YouTube with the app testing. Mm-hmm. So I basically took my experiences, took my opinions and put them into a book. That's about the basics of it. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's nothing. Funny. Very- it's, it's, it's funny that every, you know, Shane's book and your book. And, um, I actually have somebody who's going to be help me writing another a book for myself. And it's going to be more of a personal autobiography type of my nice. life. And I can and, help you with editing and stuff if you need that. Yeah. Um, uh, and, the guy that I have um, that's helping me, he's a coworker, and yeah, I would never have thought that he would have been able to, you know, kind of just help me do that. But I, you know, can't judge a book by its cover. So, but it, and it's you really know. weird. It's really Sometimes weird. You, when you know people and you're like, you, you know, I never knew you did that. You know what I mean? It, right. It's, yep. it's like yeah. you know. So yeah, I it was pretty cool. So yeah. I, I, going to be working on that i actually had no intention on writing this book and that's that's the odd thing is that how it's kind of happened mm-hmm. i was at work and uh at my job i run a cnc machine that takes you know 14 hours to drill yeah. a thousand holes in a plate so i'm sitting there literally just standing there all day doing nothing right. I'm, I'm no longer running the machine i now program the machine i'm actually in the office now oh but there um, you go. that's awesome yeah i do i have a machine shop at my my house here. Nice, nice. I um, yeah. I, I run a kinetic machine, so or okay. I used to run a kinetic machine, and yeah. uh, loved it. And so while I was out there watching it drill holes, I just started writing, and it just never stopped until That's I finished. Awesome. I look like, forward to it. So basically, I was whether or not the book ever sells, I personally don't care if it does. I wrote it as a personal accomplishment. Right, right. And right. that's basically what we're doing. So we're not looking to make money. <laughs> even if it sells a copy, that's great. If it doesn't sell a copy, you know what? I wrote a book. I'm, I'm accomplished by it. I'm good. Right. I'll tell right. you what, I'll send you one of ours and you send me one of yours. Because <laughs> that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm in the editing phase. Um, I've got my girlfriend's mother, who is actually a school teacher or a former school teacher in Boston. She she's doing all of my reading over, making sure I have everything grammatically correct and all the punctuations right. and right. all that right. good stuff are in place. Because Lord knows I can't write, I can barely spell. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's kind of like the, the going rate these days. I mean, people, you know, if people want to write a book, but then they don't think that, you know, how can I write a book? Anybody can write a book. I mean, yeah, sit down in front of your word processor and start right. pounding and then, you know, flush a, anybody it out that yep. anybody that has a story to tell, you know, and even if it it's just a story or even if it's something that could help somebody else, you know, never think that and this is like do this, my this is like my fifth attempt at writing a book. And I've gotten, I have every other book I've ever started to write. And I'm like five or six chapters in and I just stopped for some, cause I wasn't feeling it. You know, I, it didn't feel right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this and one, might I find that later you can combine those and oh, yeah. make one bigger book. That's better. Not a bad idea because yeah. this one, it was, it was effortless. I literally, I just started writing and it just went. That probably right. means it's good. Right. So, right. Uh, so, well, so far the two people that I've actually sent it to that have actually read it, they loved it. Good. So Good. The, the the guy who penned the forward for me, uh, Matt Warner, he penned the forward for me. And I've sent a copy to Adam Begin as well. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Adam said, he, Adam said he loved it. Yeah. Awesome. A- Adam, Adam's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need to get Adam back on our show again. Yep. But 
he's always it's always a good time with with him. So he's always yeah, a good I was supporter. On his show before. He's a yeah. great supporter. He he supports anyone who he yeah. firmly believes is doing this for the right cause. Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's an absolutely great. great guy. Oh yeah, and the the fact that we lo- I love his history analogy of everything. You know, and it's so I mean, weird. Yes. Like I, I know if I have a history question that has to do with this area, I, that, that's who I go. To. <laughs> that's who you. Go yeah, to. that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah there's right. been one time I've stumped him and I've asked him a question. He's like, I actually don't know about that location, but he'll one find time. out. Oh, but he found out. <laughs> yeah. Found out a lot more than I did. Um, right. But no, he's definitely a great guy. I love Adam to death. I can't wait to actually finally meet him in person. Um, right. we're, we're trying to go over to do a uh, Bigfoot hunt near my uncle's house. My uncle actually casted a Bigfoot footprint from his backyard a few months back. Wow. Okay. And uh, they heard rocks being thrown at the trailer. And he went out back and heard this really loud howl. And he was like, yeah, the hell with this. I'm going back inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Went back inside, went out the next morning and found a footprint that was 18 inches long and five and a half inches wide. Wow. Yeah. And so him being a guy who does construction for a living, he just happened to have plaster. So he went out there and right. cast it. That's wow. cool. That's awesome. But he told me I could set up a tent in his backyard whenever I want and just have at it. But if it eats me, it's my fault. <laughs> well, I mean, there's always that. Just that. Right, right. I'm not. I'm not sure if I firmly believe Bigfoot exists. I feel like you know. I've, yeah. It's not like with modern technology, we would have found them by now. You would I think. Mean, I mean, yes, they discover new creatures every day, but most of those are really small creatures. It's not something massive. Yeah, and they're usually in like the jungle, or or very where deep nobody's deep. been. Right. 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 So it's definitely an interesting concept. I mean, then you have yeah. the uh, you know the whole idea that they're interdimensional beings or whatever. Maybe. I feel like we'd find a skeleton by now. Unless yeah. they're dead like we do. I feel like we would have found a skeleton by now. Or there would be more than just shaky video footage. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, all the people that hike all the time and stuff. I mean, what the reports are very, very, very small yeah. numbers. Right. You would right. See I, I, I feel like, is it possible? Well, you know what? Anything's possible. But I Anything's feel like we would, have, we would have seen something more prominent by now, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But... Well, we're about at the end of our time here. Wow, this hour flew by. <laughs> and that means it's good conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's great. This is awesome. So, um, Nate, why don't you tell people where they can find you and uh, anything you've got coming up and what to look forward to? So, you can find me on YouTube at Nate Elwell or my handle is at Static Voices. Um, a lot of people question that name. I use it because EVPs are voices that come through the static. So, I just go up. That's my handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me at TikTok on the same thing, Static Voices. Um, I have Instagram, just search for Nate Elwell. I have Facebook, once again, search for Nate Elwell. I'm always willing to answer questions, so don't don't shy away from sending me a message if you have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I've got probably 40 new debunks for my TikTok channel in process. Okay. Okay. Um, they, do, they do take time. Um, I haven't released one. I took a small break. Uh, after I took sick with COVID the last time, I just never really caught back up, but I took a small break, but I'm going to be be jumping back on that here shortly. And then first of the year, I have a podcast of my own coming out or a podcast of my own where I'm going to be doing one hour live videos on TikTok, highlighting people in the paranormal that are less known than they probably should be. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. Nice. So awesome. I'm hoping that goes out well. I've I've actually got enough people right now that I'm booked solid until late August. Wow. Oh, wow. So yeah. people took a huge interest in it. Awesome. 
Well, congrats. That's awesome. And congrats on your book. And thank you. I want to thank everybody who tuned in. Um, this has been a, a fantastic, great show for the first episode of season three. Um, we do have more coming. Uh, probably I'll make an announcement of our next guest in a couple weeks, maybe a week. I'm not quite sure after that, but um, we kind of like to keep our audience riveted a little bit, you know, kind of wondering who we got on next time. I like that. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So kind of a surprise. And sometimes it's a surprise to us. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But we want to thank everybody. We want to thank Nate very much for coming on and being our guest. Anytime. And, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And I want to thank Shane, even yep. though he's under the weather. I, we hope that you feel better. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Man. So until next time, guys, take it easy. Yes. And thank you guys very much.